What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, September 29th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we're offering to pay Trump's taxes for the year if they are less than or equal to zero dollars. Actually, I want to rescind that. I don't want to. I don't want to give him zero dollars even. Can I give yeah, him like negative five dollars? Can he pay me? I think that's that's only fair. On today's show, a new investigation into suppression tactics from the 2016 Trump campaign, then some headlines. But first, the latest. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. And why is that so? Because not a single thing he said is accurate. That was Vice President Joe Biden in the 2012 vice presidential debate against Congressman Paul Ryan, who, of course, was Mitt Romney's VP choice in that election. Eight years later, Biden is set to debate President Trump tonight in the first of three debates that will take place before the election. The first one is in Cleveland, Ohio. And before we get into the topic areas, I want to talk about how this debate, like everything else this year, is going to be kind of weird and different because of COVID. Yeah, we got a pandemic debate preview during the primaries. There was that famous elbow bump between Biden and Sanders in their final debate in March. And there's some reporting about how tonight's debate is going to have some similar odd COVID vibes. So according to a CNN report, Biden and Trump are not expected to shake hands with each other or the moderator, Chris Wallace of Fox News. They are also not going to wear masks once they're in and at their podiums, TBD on how they're actually going to walk in. And as for the audience that's there, the people attending a Case Western Reserve University are all going to be tested for COVID-19. The Commission on Presidential Debates estimates that about 60 to 70 people are going to be there instead of a typical audience, which can be in the hundreds. And then on the topics, there are six major ones that were announced to be covered over the 90 minutes. No commercial breaks. So make sure the performance enhancing drugs that you are taking at home are good and keep you (laughs) focused. But the topics include the economy, the pandemic, the records of the candidates, the Supreme Court, the, quote, integrity of the election and, quote, race and violence in our cities. So that last topic got a lot of criticism for obvious reasons, a kind of Trumpian framing of the issue. Yeah, you know, it's not like black Americans are affected by COVID-19 or the economy, just crime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could be wrong, but I doubt that when they mention race that they're going to be talking about white people, since politically speaking, white people don't have to acknowledge how their race has affected their lives. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, And in addition to all of that, uh, there will undoubtedly be questions about the Trump tax return story and presumably Judge Amy Coney Barrett's nomination. Yeah, so one of the topics that's missing from this list, but hopefully will get discussed, is climate change. We've been talking pretty extensively about the devastating wildfires over here on the West Coast, and it's getting bad again this week. Yeah, so we're already in the midst of this historic wildfire season, and there are at least two fires that are raging in Northern California at the moment. Those two alone have prompted thousands to evacuate in the areas around Napa and Sonoma. And among the evacuations was a hospital in Napa County and a senior home in Sonoma County. And the National Weather Service placed the Bay Area under a, quote, red flag warning that extended through last night, warning of drier and windier weather. 
And so far this year, more than 25 people have died in fires up and down the West Coast, with more than 5 million acres burned and millions of people in Washington, California, and Oregon experiencing terrible air quality. And the severity is definitely being exacerbated by climate change. In a study cited by the Washington Post and published in August, researchers found that the number of fall days in California with extreme conditions for fires has more than doubled since the 1980s. And fires, of course, are just one small slice of the global impact of a warming planet. It's also an issue Biden can and should discuss tonight. Yeah, I hope he does. Uh, But back to the debate. So both of these candidates have done a ton of debates. We haven't seen them together on stage yet this cycle, though. So what's our sense of how this dynamic is going to go? Is he going to, like, stalk Biden across the stage? Like, (laughs) what what are we expecting here? It's that or a push-up contest or both. Um, But Yeah, you know, a a bloody brawl. But I'm sure we're going to get the, you know, mile-a-minute lying from Trump, which is typical. But I think compared to other debates that Trump's been in, this is actually the first time in this particular context that he has to defend what he's done and hasn't done. So it's not really a given that he can just insult his way through it. I also think that there have been some indications that Biden is more comfortable in a one-on-one debate setting as opposed to the larger earlier Democratic primary debates where he often stumbled. And for quite a while, too, as with the lead up to the DNC, Trump and his allies have tended to downplay Biden's abilities. And so in some senses, the performance bar has been lowered. Again, that isn't the most important thing that we're going to get out of this, but I know that that's what some people are going to be looking for. And also, sometimes we talk about these things as if they're going to impact an election at a later date. But the election is happening right now. According to data from the U.S. Elections Project, over a million people have already voted in the small share of states that have begun early voting. And over 64 million ballots have been requested so far. So is someone going to watch this tonight and make up their mind after? Sure. But it's hard to say how widespread that is. Right. And there's been some recent polling that suggests it's not a majority of people. Yeah, I mean, it's just one poll, so caveat there, but a Wall Street Journal NBC News poll found that more than 70% of people surveyed said that the debates won't matter much to them in terms of making their decision this year. That includes 44% who said that they will not matter at all in making their choice, which is a record high in the past 20 years. And it adds to the evidence that we have so far in polling that this presidential race is relatively stable with Biden maintaining around the same size lead for months, despite all the insane things our country has seen and experienced during Trump's presidency. Also, that there are seemingly fewer undecided voters than last election at this point in the race, with less of a presence of third-party candidates. But looking back, too, it's not really clear that debates determine how voters select their candidates anyway. In 2016, for instance, Pew found that only 10% of voters said they had made up their minds during or just after the debates. So we'll obviously be following along tonight after our drug tests come back, and you can watch along with Crooked at crooked.com slash debate. But let's shift gears for now to some current major investigations. Yeah. So on yesterday's show, we went long on the damning tax story from The New York Times regarding Donald Trump. Well, we finally have a sense of what Republicans are saying since the scandal was unleashed. Here's a clip. Wow. Yikes. Uh, So as of yesterday, spokespeople for Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and most of the other high-ranking Republican senators had declined to comment entirely. Marco Rubio posted an irrelevant scripture from the Bible on Twitter. Ted Cruz mentioned Hunter Biden on Twitter and then went on a few TV shows to promote his sure-to-be-terrible book. Lindsey Graham's Twitter account offered no further analysis. So you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to deduce that the GOP is still working out whatever spinny talking points that they're going to have. And my guess is that they won't say anything until after the debate. But let's talk about another investigation today. News 4 in the UK revealed an alleged strategy from the Trump campaign in 2016 to actively suppress black voters by convincing them not to vote. It is still developing, but the reporting is in line with what I've seen anecdotally in my own interactions with bots online. Yeah, that's right. So what exactly is going on here? 
All right. So according to the report, nearly 3.5 million black Americans were listed as, quote, deterrents or voters that the Trump campaign had hoped would sit out Election Day, that the campaign targeted directly on apps like Facebook with misinformation and memes designed to make them lose interest in voting. One example involves spending $55,000 on Facebook ads targeting black voters with the now infamous clip of Clinton using the term super predators. And this isn't to say that she didn't say that, but they were sending it to black people not to encourage them to vote for Trump, but to get them to not support Clinton. Civil rights groups are calling for Facebook to disclose ads and targeting data to the public. Facebook so far will not say how many or which ads were used at the time. The scope of this, though, is also about as damning as the tax story. Nearly five terabytes of data were leaked, making it one of the biggest leaks in history. It's a massive voter database of 198 million people with their demo data and segmented into categories, one of them being deterrence, which was disproportionately made up of black people. According to the report, in Georgia, despite black people constituting 32% of the population, they made up 61% of the deterrence category. In North Carolina, black people are 22% of the population, but were 46% of deterrence. In Wisconsin, black people constitute just 5.4% of the population, but made up 17% of deterrence. And this is fascinating, because while all of this still needs further reporting, and there's not a great way to know just how effective this particular suppression tactic was, the 2016 campaign preceded the first fall in black voter turnout in 20 years and allowed Donald Trump to take shock victories in key states like Wisconsin and Michigan by crazy thin margins. Yeah, if it wasn't this suppression tactic, then it was this and all the others combined. Right. Well, the effort is also said to have been not shockingly at all devised in part by Cambridge Analytica, the notorious election consultant that had to stop trading last year following those revelations that the company had accessed tens of millions of Facebook profiles without being granted access and used our data to win elections around the world. The Trump campaign called the report fake news and an aide who handled the data in 2016 said the material went unused by the campaign. So they just have that information for fun. Uh, Anyway, we're going to keep an eye on this story, but that's the latest for now. It's Tuesday Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we're talking about a recently unearthed piece of music history. It's a mid-90s grunge album called Somebody's Ugly Daughter by the band Chick, which Mariah Carey just revealed she sang background vocals on. Here's a clip so you know what that sounds like. further in love with Mariah Carey now. So Giddy, we've heard Mariah Carey's take on alternative rock, but what other pop stars are you hoping have a secret Nirvana adjacent side project? I would love to hear Ariana Grande have something like this. I feel like the vocals could potentially translate there. Um, Not to, I would never try to compare the two. I think that that would just get me in trouble with basically every fandom that exists. Um, But yeah, I mean, this was great. And I think that there it just like opens it's like hearing um like a kind of music for the first time where you're like oh my god that person can can do that as well like that's it just opens so many possibilities i i i would love everybody to try it 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was reading what Mariah Carey had to say about it, and she was, you know, basically just saying that she really admired all of those grunge artists and especially like the girl bands of the 90s who felt so free and like could, you know, just like do the thing and say the things they wanted to say in their music instead of making pop music. So, yeah, I, I feel like Ariana says what she wants to say now, but I'd like to hear it. It would be cool. Yeah. You know, like a little um, like red jumpsuit apparatus type vibe, taking back yeah. Sunday type vibe. It's not exactly grunge, but uh, <laughs> it's it's the closest, I guess, uh, we came during our time coming up. But anyway, OK, same question for you, Akila. What what do you want to hear a pop star do with a side project like this? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, in my mind, Adele or mm. like... Would I feel like her voice is also really great, but she also kind of has this like scratchy tonality that could be really good for like kind of droning and yelling. Mm. So I would be interested. And I also think that she has like the right feelings for grunge music where like I think in her pop music, she's very overt about like heartbreak and love. But like here she could be like a little more reserved in her like, you know judgment of her relationships and talk about how things matter or don't i don't know also i i'll just never get over that bantu knots picture so i think that like <laughs> her wearing flannel with the bantu knots on the cover is uh is a really good look that needs to be the first concert that i see after the pandemic is her doing that band in that outfit <laughs> i think that would that would make it maybe worth it yeah a million percent well just like that we have checked our temps stay safe ariana grande and adele if you're listening maybe make a grunge album and uh we'll be back with another tip check tomorrow What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Some updates on COVID-19 around the world and at home. The global death toll passed 1 million yesterday, just 10 months since the first outbreak in Wuhan, China. Health experts say that might also be a severe undercount of the actual number. New hotspots are growing in smaller countries like Israel, whose numbers have been rapidly climbing in recent days. India continues to struggle to contain the outbreak, surpassing 6 million confirmed cases over the weekend. The U.S. reached 7 million reported cases over the weekend as well. In Europe, Britain, France, and Spain are all experiencing second waves as they reopen businesses and schools for the fall. Mm. Republicans continue working around the clock to prevent people from voting by mail in the upcoming election. In Wisconsin, a federal appeals court temporarily blocked an extension for counting mail-in ballots on Sunday. That extension was granted last week by a district judge who sided with the DNC and state Democrats to extend the due date for mail-in ballots by six days, as long as those ballots were postmarked by Election Day. Democrats had cited a potential surge in mail-in ballots due to COVID-19 and postal service delays as reasons for seeking the extension. In Pennsylvania, Republicans asked the U.S. Supreme Court to halt a ruling that extended the deadline to count and receive mail ballots for three days after Election Day. The state's Supreme Court there decided earlier this month that an extension was necessary. A reminder that you can find all the information you need to vote along with deadlines at votesaveamerica.com. Mm-hmm. Uber won back its license to operate in London yesterday, just under a year after they lost it because regulators found thousands of incidences of unauthorized drivers picking up riders with the app. (laughs) The judge that ruled to restore Uber's license said the company had overcome its, quote, historical failings and was now, quote, fit and proper. Not fair that Uber gets this praise because hearing a fancy London judge say these things about me would explode my self-confidence and let me coast to my full potential. (sighs) Well, London is one of the biggest global markets for Uber, which has often run into trouble with its laid-back, devil-may-care approach to following laws. The company is also fighting to overturn a 2018 British appeal court ruling that says their drivers are entitled to workers' rights like paid vacation and wages above the national minimum. As we know, workers' rights are one of Uber's longtime pet peeves. Britain's Supreme Court is set to make a decision on that case this year. Fit and proper gov uh, <laughs> residents, that's just how they said it. Residents of a village in Romania re-elected their mayor this weekend, despite him having died 10 days earlier from coronavirus. Mm. Ion Alaman was a member of Romania's Social Democrat Party and was beloved in his town of 3,000 people. More than 1,000 of those residents cast their ballot for him on Sunday in a symbolic show of support. It's a really kind gesture, but it also robs Mayor Alleman of the best part about not being alive, which is you don't have to go to work anymore. All the other ghosts get to fly around knocking pots off shelves, and this man's ghost has to spend his afterlife running meetings for the city council. (laughs) Alleman's party lost the most closely watched race in this weekend's elections. The Social Democrat mayor of Romania's capital, Bucharest, was unseated by a candidate from the center-right National Liberal Party. Wow. Well, those are the headlines. 
quick correction before we go. So yesterday we said that Les Mis takes place during the French Revolution. A lot of people didn't like that because it actually <laughs> takes place during the Paris Uprising of 1832. So thank you, all you history buffs who wrote in to tell us. We, uh, we try to be accurate on the show, and I apologize. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, let us rest when we leave this mortal plane, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Mariah Carey's alt-rock lyrics like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and remember, remember that, that you, you are, are fit and proper. And Beautiful. Wow, I tried to do it too. We sounded terrible. <laughs> I think it works. I think people, people get the vibe. They like the vibe. What a Day is a Crooked Media production. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.